Welcome to the Christian Contractor Podcast. Christian Contractor Podcast. A show created for kingdom-driven Christian contractors that are focused on scaling their business in God's name while positively impacting the world around them. If you're ready to ascend from a contractor to a purpose-driven business owner, we're here to serve you. Here's your host, Brandon Guthrie. How to grow your business using the lost art of doing good work. What's up? I'm Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs here on the Christian Contractor Podcast, where our mission is to help Christian contractors turn their business into their ministry and scale it in the name of God with biblical principles and righteous marketing so that they can be a light in the darkness. Marketing doesn't have to be hard. You just need the right tools and the right heart to serve. Thanks for tuning in. I'm super excited to have Jay Elmer of LMC General Contractors with me today. Jay, welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you very much, Brandon. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so good. Super excited. Some big time experience in the industry. You're doing big things. Um, There's so many people that are tuning in, listening, that want to get to the level that you're at. And they just want, they could just glean some insights, some secrets, some tips, some hacks that are going to be actionable that they can apply into their life and in their business. They're going to be super pumped. So before we jump into the secret sauce that you're going to reveal, give us your story. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and how you got here. Well, my name's Jay Elmer. Uh, I've been in the construction industry uh, my entire life. I grew up building piers, jetties, bulkheads, uh, did lot clearing, uh, uh, it was really fun as a kid running around with real Tonka trucks, baby. I mean, that was cool. Um, nice. Uh, I got into uh, the insurance restoration business, uh, I don't know, uh, 20, 2010 or so. Uh, I'd had no idea what insurance restoration was. So for those of you who don't know, all it is is when uh, hailstorms, windstorms, uh, natural events, damaged buildings, you work on behalf of the property owner to indemnify that client, uh, bring, meaning bring back to pre-loss condition. We got to put it back mm. the way it is because, well, I mean, that's why you pay insurance. Right. You know. Yeah. So makes sense. Yeah. So uh, after that, uh, uh, we were doing just residential. Then uh, through, through some... Uh, uh, unfortunate circumstances with a business partner, we had to think bigger. So, um, well, we got to do bigger jobs. I mean, and it's not, uh, we never thought about it and, uh, it forced us to grow. So then, uh, we started doing a, a small commercial, medium sized commercial. And then we got into, uh, projects where a small one was a half a million dollars to the biggest one was $17 million for one Dang. single loss. Wow. And wow. it was, uh, eye-opening. yeah, that's crazy. I mean, people hear that like, what, like, how, how do I, how do I land something like that? Right. You know, they're, they're, we're all kind of wondering, right? So, but let, I'll let you finish your story. Well, I mean, and now uh, we, uh, from that, uh, getting back to that $17 million loss, we were only in Virginia at that point, and I get a call from uh, Muleheim, and they're like, uh, 
your name keeps coming up as far as the person to talk to about uh, uh, this building that we have in South Carolina. And I said, let me stop you right there. Um, I'm only licensed in Virginia. I'm not interested in going anywhere else but Virginia. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jim Lessing from Muleheim says, well, Jason, I, I, thank you. Uh, I would like to let you know that the building is a half a million square feet. And I said, I'll be there in three days. <laughs> Mama didn't wow. raise no fool. And that's how we <laughs> branched off. And I'm thinking at that point, the, the mindset changed. And it's mm. like, what about Ohio? What about the Carolinas, Georgia? Uh, we've done work in... Virginia, North and South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Louisiana, and Ohio. And wow. It, it, it grew. Hmm. But, and that's where we are today. Wow. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So you've, you had that shift, and that one thing that happened, it shifted your mindset. And you're like, oh, my gosh, it opened your eyes. And you're like, oh, I could think bigger. And, you know, so many times exactly. we Exactly. We just hear about that it's like just thinking bigger um and it's like just unlocking the belief and like i've been to conferences and met kevin harrington from shark tank and gonna have the chance of super lucky and blessed to be able to meet damon john this actually next week super excited and it's like the number one thing that meeting those types of people does for you is it just unlocks your potential it opens your eyes to like thinking much bigger and it's literally that that's like the first step to be able to get into that is just think bigger just like you're saying in your life you have your to situation. step out of your comfort zone because if you stay mm -hmm. within your comfort zone uh you become you become complacent um and i've told a lot of my guys that that have come through and i've told a lot of other people uh that have been in my industry and they ask the same thing how did you do this and I use the analogy of, look, if I'm just as good as you at playing basketball and I play you one-on-one -on -one every day, and then I go and I play Michael Jordan for a month every day one-on-one -on -one in his prime, I'm going to get the living crap kicked out of me. But now I'm going to come back and play you and I'm going to stomp you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you that's a good step analogy. out of that box. I love that. Wow. That's huge. That's huge. So you guys listening in right now, we got to think bigger. Let's think bigger. Let's get out of our comfort zone. We know without a vision, the people shall perish, right? So um, Proverbs 20, 28, wait, wait for it, 28, 13. Proverbs 28, 13, without a vision, the people shall perish. And um, dude, so that's where it you got to have that purpose, that mission, that vision that's big, mm -hmm. and you're going to be uncomfortable, but that's the point, is you need to be comfortable exactly. to be uncomfortable. So, you, you have to be, just like a lobster, you know, they, when, they, when they shred, then they shed their shell, they go because their body's growing and they got to get rid of that shell, and only through, it's an ancient, it's a Chinese proverb, you know, because it's the, it makes the lobster very uncomfortable when it forces mm. him to grow. Mm. And, the other thing I can tell folks out there, just having a vision and a dream is not enough. Mm. You, you see where you want to go, but then you have to have goals. Because dreams without goals are just what they are, dreams. Just dreams. And you can't, if you're not looking ahead, or uh, I tell my guys downfield, we use a lot of sports analogies. 
um, when people get in a slump, I'm like, how am I going to see you wide open in the end zone when I'm looking at my shoelaces and you're wide open that way? I can't mm. see you. You have wow. to look ahead. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's so powerful. So powerful. Okay. So we're going to jump into our three questions we're going to be hitting you with today, Jay. So question number okay. one is, what is your greatest advice out of everything you've been through to people that want to be at your level? Well, we've already kind of touched on it. Number, it, it's it's not a, a one size fits all, and it's not for folks that are looking for the one quick thing to get them from here to here. There is no such thing. Uh, know that it's yep. going to be long. It's mm -hmm. going to be rough, uh, and it's not for the squeamish or the faint of heart. Um, uh, you have to. You have to be willing to take the hitch. You're going to have to be willing to go through it. And you're going to have to be willing to understand that there is something much more bigger than you mm. guiding this. And you're going to have to trust in that. And my advice to y'all is talk to the man upstairs. He kind of knows what he's doing a little bit. He's been doing it for kind of a <laughs> long time. Mm. And um, mm. believe in miracles and work your butt off. Mm. Wow. Wow. So it's kind of, cause they do happen. I'm, I'm walking, talking proof. That's, that's a hundred percent. It's like people think that there's these get rich over, get rich quick schemes and uh, overnight successes. And it's just about putting in the work and not giving up and being tenacious and having that vision and setting those goals and, uh, you know, be consistent. And that's it, you know, so that's why this, this title is, is, uh, you know, the lost art of doing good work is just continuously be honorable and respectful, do good work and stick through it. You're going to get punched in the teeth, but you just get back up. And there's a, there's a proverb about getting knocked down seven and the righteous man will get up again after that. And so just keep it going. Um, and, and just be never give up consistent with who you are and your work. You don't want to. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do this great job this time and then do this and, you know, yeah. that mm. that produces a business model that you have really highs and then really lows. What you want to be looking like is is uh, a steady heartbeat like this. Mm. That's what you want to do. And you want to do it the same way every day, all day, as far as your methodology, because you start uh, you start. Oh, well, you know, this customer's different than that customer. I'm mm. going to kind of tweak this over here. Next thing you know, man, just mm. like in golf or mm. baseball, your swing's all out of whack. You go mm. back to the basics. Mm. Yes. Foundation strong, just like a house, so will your business. Mm. So consistency, that's like, that's a tough thing because when no one's looking, you got to have that discipline, right? When no one's looking, you need to make the decision sometimes to do, make, do the hard work and go the extra mile to provide someone that you may exactly maybe oh this client's a smaller client maybe i can cut some corners here it's like no you're talking about your reputation and the way that you deliver your work and i think a lot of people out there don't have that discipline right and they just kind of do this they do that they're all kind of all over the place but maybe if you're focusing on yourself and your reputation first and you're consistent and you do quality work and you have a vision and you have goals and you don't give up 
then even through the tough times, people see you carrying your cross and, you know, getting your work done, even though it's tough. And people are going to see that and they're going to notice that after time, right? Once you build that reputation and uh, uh, being consistent, just like you said, and uh, even when you don't think anybody's watching. Mm. Yeah. Somebody is. Yeah. And <laughs> I can promise you that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the times get tough, you know what? People are going to go, they are going to flock to the person or the entity that has the consistent reputation. And once you've established that with your new business, no matter what it is, um, you defend that uh, uh, ferociously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm not talking about you know, doing anything nefarious or anything, but you go out of your way to defend your reputation because it's going to take you years to build it. And it's going to take seconds to destroy it if you're not careful. Mm. And you know, that, that reminds me of that person reached out to you because I keep hearing your name coming up. So, like, what did you do exactly. to, to defend that reputation, to build it up? What would you say was your course there? Well, uh, so uh, I, 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 I went out on my own in t- 2012. And we're knocking on the doors, you know, the storms come in, you know, we know where they are because we use the Mm. knocking on the door and Mm. I'll never forget his name. His name is Commander Steven Jansen. Uh, He was an A6 intruder uh, uh, navigator for the Navy. Mm. And uh, he says to me, uh, look, kid, uh, (laughs) uh, we have USAA. We've been through a big hailstorm back in 99. Uh, this whole neighborhood was in a class action lawsuit because we all had the same insurance carrier. We got some big time attorney from DC, nothing happened. But if you're telling me that, uh, if you take my claim on, I don't have to pay you anything. And if you lose, I don't owe you anything. And, uh, if you win, you do it for exactly what the insurance carrier pays. I'll sign. Uh, what do I got to lose? Exactly. So, uh, fast forward a week or two later, insurance company comes out. The damage, uh, was on the roof, the gutters, the siding, the metal bay window. We didn't miss a thing. Um, this guy's jaw was on the floor. Wow. Um, I made it home that night from the field, probably by about seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, he had uh, a call from the commander thanking me. And he, uh, the next day, about 7 o'clock in the morning, that phone blew up. Every single person in that neighborhood that was part of that class action lawsuit was on the phone. Wow. And I'm going, all right. <laughs> well, I don't works. think we'll be going back to Florida anytime soon. Right. right. And then that's when... Uh, your business starts growing. Those of you guys in the roofing and siding, uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, the distributors and, uh, you're buying from your distributor. Well, the people, uh, your GAFs, your Owens, your, your Tamcos, whatever product it is you're using, they're going to notice, they started noticing a spike. Mm. Um, and we were at the roofing center. Billy Coughlin was the was the general manager rep that I dealt with, and a guy named Paul Dzerzky from GAF 
apparently goes to Billy and he says, Billy, I'm noticing there's a spike in, in GAF sales. What's going on here? Um, uh, uh, what companies are, who did you sign up? And he goes, well, it's only one. And then uh, I get a call uh, from Paul Dzertsky from GAF once we were certified. He goes, you're not going to believe this. And I'm like, okay, let me guess another price increase. And he started laughing. He goes, no. He goes, um, uh, GAF is very impressed with your work and from what they've seen. They're flying, as long as you're okay with it, uh, they're going to, they want to come down to Ashburn, Virginia. They want to take a professional film crew and the executive director of all residential roofing sales by the name of Emily Vedetto, um, and they want to film one of your installs, and they want to showcase you. And he goes, you'll be the only contractor in the entire world on uh, the largest roofing manufacturing material in the world, how to choose a roofing contractor. Wow, crazy. What an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. The camera does add 10 pounds, y'all, I'm just saying. <laughs> nice. Oh, wow. So you, okay, so you started doing good work, and, you know, the whole, next thing you know, the whole neighborhood was calling you, and then you got recommended, and reputation certifications, and, Next thing you know, people are just are reaching out to you. And what would you say would be what what maybe majority of people do compared to what you would recommend they do? Ah, that's a great question. Most people buy into the snake oil. My way of advertising is the only way to go. Mm. I like to fish, okay? Mm. And when I'm trolling out there in the Chesapeake Bay, or if I'm out in the Gulf, or uh, out in the Atlantic, and I'm using, uh, when we're going after mackerel, we're going after rockfish, y'all call them striped bass probably out there. Mm. But uh, uh, mahi, whatever it is. Man, when I'm going out there, I have a buffet. Mm. I have artificial bait, I have uh, squid, I have um, uh, uh, pinfish, Whatever. I want to know what they're biting on that day. So I'm casting a big net. The bigger the bigger net you cast, the more people you come in contact with, okay, the, the more uh, uh, you're going to retain. And we would go on, we would do door knocking. Um, nobody really, I've, I've only met maybe one or two people that have enjoyed knocking on mm. a door. Um but hey, look, it, it's, it works. Um, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. uh, if you wanted to roadblock where you can't door knock, uh, you, you, uh, you, there's Facebook advertising. You get somebody that specializes in your business and uh, ask them for referrals. Don't just give somebody thousands of dollars because they're the new uh, Facebook, TikTok guru out there, okay? Um, I can go online right now and make myself a guru uh, as far as advertising, which I assure you I am not. Um, um, also, uh, direct door mailers. Uh, we use a company called Premier Printing out of Maryland. And uh, uh, what, what it is, uh, they have postcards, right? And when I want to target a certain neighborhood, I go on to the, the U.S. Postal Service, Every Door Direct, 
and I write down the exact postal routes that I want, whether I want all residential and I want commercial, or for this one, I just want all residential or just commercial, whatever, and they mail these out. And you do that when you have the door knocking, they're, you're, you're up and they're seeing you. They see your shirt. Hey, that's the guy over here. They're getting the mailers. You're doing the geo-targeting, so it's a process, guys. Mm. Wow. And okay. when somebody shoots you down, or, you know, remember, most sales happen after the fifth time. Mm. Right, right. And, uh, you know, don't slam your clipboard down on the ground and say life's not fair. And God <laughs> doesn't like me because Agnes Smith won't sign up with me today. Yep. You guys, you got you to... Gotta, you, you got to be cooler than that. You got to be better than that. And uh, um, you got to you got to want it nice. better than the other guy. So what would you say? And those are those are great. And we'll jump into some specific tactics here in one second. Um, just to close out on the reputation side, I'm curious, just like what what are what are, let's say, uh, people that are kind of just getting started or people that are doing it wrong reputation-wise, like what are they doing wrong reputation-wise that they need to change right now and then stick to it for another five, 10 years? Like what, do you know what that might be? What, what they're kind of doing wrong maybe reputation-wise? Could be a lot of things. Um, and most common, when you show up at somebody's house, okay? Uh, if you're a contractor and I've seen this, don't show up in some fancy car. Mm. Don't do it. I don't go. I don't. I don't run. I don't run appointments in a Ferrari. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> that's funny. Do people do that? Some people do that, huh? Yeah. It's like, dude, and yeah. it's a big. It's a big uh, mistake. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Jeez. I mean, guys, I, I would ball you up and punch you off in my front porch if you came in. Came in here trying to sell me something construction-wise in a BMW, a Porsche, a Ferrari, a Maserati, an Aston Martin. Get out of here. Yeah. Okay. That's here. a great Garbage. tip. Go. Yeah. Look, look, like a, look like a contractor. Play the part for whatever it is. So you, first part about being, being, uh, being something, you, you, you got to look the part. Um, second thing is I see guys um, and they kind of – when I'm in the construction business, so there's a certain level of slack in my appearance that that uh, is acceptable. No, it's not. Okay, um, uh, a lot of people in the construction business smoke cigarettes. That really offends a lot of people, especially guys with big beards. You can't smell it, but I can smell you from 30 feet away. Mm. Don't come up there smelling like a dead cigarette with stains all over your shirt, halfway untucked. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look like you're there to be serious. Mm. Wow. And another thing people uh, people get turned off a lot about, set an appointment and don't show up. Mm. Oh, man, that's, a, that's an epidemic, right? You want to separate yourself from 75% of your competition out there, show up on time. Show up on time. Easy. Um, and, and show up ready to do business and, and not with, uh, like I said, smelling or uh you know having your sunglasses on keep your hands out of your pockets mm. when you're talking to somebody mm. and uh 
That's tell good. you what, one thing, when you go to the door, when you knock on the door, don't ring the doorbell. Knock mm-hmm. on the door. You taller guys, so even if you're a, uh, I'm only about 5'8", okay? Even I, I back up and I take one step down, so I'm looking at them eye level. It's a psychological mm-hmm. thing, especially right. when you're talking to to a lady. You know, right. they're, you're. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And be Dude. consistent. Be consistent and be professional and, and talk like you have some sense. Mm. And don't lie. Mm. Don't come up with uh, uh, some tap dance, uh, space age polymer pitch or something mm. like that, guys. It, mm. they, they see right through it uh, and they'll hear it in your voice and know your product. Be when you whatever it may be when when you're talking to somebody um even a small roofing job now is what about 25 grand that's a lot of money to a lot of people especially right now um with the inflation and all yeah yeah um be the smartest person in the room as far as this is what this does this is why you need this this is why this really won't help you out that much, but if you really want it, we can we can do it. It's, you know, aesthetics or something like mm-hmm. that. You, you want to know more about that product than everybody that's come up to the door. And the biggest thing uh, that guys do wrong selling anything are uh, uh, the two major things. Sell yourself first. Mm-hmm. Sell the house second, meaning who you work for. And so whatever it is, the product is dead last. Mm. And when you're talking to somebody about whatever, uh, construction, uh, be talking 20% of the time and be listening 80% of the time. Mm, that's huge. There's, that's huge. There's softwares out there where when doing a Zoom call, which is different than in person, but it literally tracks how much you were talking, how much they were talking, and it shows you. Look at you. Really? You're talking over this percentage therefore you need to tone it down yeah there's cool softwares out wow there. yeah <laughs> yeah i learned about that one wow in a, in a like a mastermind that i was at super cool yeah so it, and then it yeah. like coaches you and then your coach or, or uh, manager can look at it and talk to you and be like hey check this out so i get that 100 <clears> percent. <throat> wow huge advice so much so much and it all kind of ties into discipline at the end of the day discipline and that's mm-hmm. what people struggle with um you gotta have that discipline and, and the, the place where it needs to come from is uh you know i definitely get mine from from god and from jesus and the holy spirit and um you know like wh- what's my purpose you know my purpose is to uh love god love my brothers and sisters be disciples create disciples of the nation be the salt and light of the earth like, okay, that's my purpose, so now what's my vision? And then look at that vision, set goals, be disciplined, and then that is that gives you a motivation to show up on time, tuck in that shirt, don't smoke that cigarette, clean, you know, do everything in that way. Do things with excellence because that's what you're, we're commanded to do in the Bible is do everything as if you're doing it for the Lord himself. So tuck in that shirt, show up in that way. Like sometimes those things, ah, oh, man, I got to – got to do what well think about it think about you got to have that focus if you don't have any direction in life then it is going to be hard to tuck in that shirt and not smoke that cigarette and do it in this way so you know let's get you lined up get you a vision get you a purpose get you a vision and 
get you passion back in your life, you know, and that's by aligning with God and um, and aligning with that vision. So thank you so much for when that, you, dude. Huge value. Yeah, when you're running your business, be somebody, people. Mm. Be somebody. Mm. Be somebody. Be somebody. And be better than the next guy. Yes, yes. Oh, that's great. Okay, so question True. number two is, can you give us any little methods that seem to help you grow your business? So this is now a little bit more tactical, like you were talking about direct mail. I love direct mail. I love geofencing, targeting, sending it before or when a storm happens, or like, talk to me about a couple of cool little tactics that seem to work for you. Man, uh, one of the biggest tactics that I employed, uh, when, we, when we first started off in, in my business, the insurance restoration business, uh, you're going up against giant houses uh, that could come in, uh, they could have four soccer vans full of kids, you know, burning up doors, you know. Um, and I noticed we weren't we weren't uh, we weren't the biggest outfit in the land at that point. Mm -hmm. There was three of us. Okay, so these these guys they go in there and they knock on Agnes's door. You know, hey, the storm came through. They immediately plant their sign in the yard. Mm -hmm. If you're not the biggest house in the land, don't do that. You might as well be telling me, hey. I'm right here. Come steal my clients. I'm right here. Here's the sign. Mm. Don't do that. Mm. What we would do is we would go in there very quietly. Okay. Very covertly. To us, it was like a military operation. I'm going to come in there and you know how you have your neighborhoods like this. Yep. Get the corner houses, people. You get those first. You work. You collapse down. Right. Mm. That way your competition can't expand on you. Mm. You very quietly get your clients. Once you start to see another competition sign or you see the trucks going back and forth, we you know they're all marked. I didn't have marked trucks. Mm, wow. Didn't require them. Uh, I don't want you to know I'm there. Right. So we would go in there. We'd be in there for a couple of weeks working our neighborhood. And finally, somebody would come in from another outfit. I'd make a phone call plant the signs the very next day you'll see 60 lmc signs in that same neighborhood overnight and it's a psychological thing they're like all right i'm out i'm out we're huh. gonna go find somewhere else wow Woo. that's huge wow use it so you would so you mind blown. you would nail first you would wait to put signs out until you've you've covered territory enough territory and then just pop them all at once and the amateurs uh -huh. are putting them out there as soon as they land the first one. And they got the signed trucks mm -hmm. and everything. Mm -hmm. Wow. And here's another thing. The way we did that so fast, it, uh, if any of your readers read uh, Sun Chu, mm -hmm. The Art of War. Mm -hmm. All right. And he's talking about a smaller army versus a bigger army. A smaller army can move much quicker than a bigger one. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so... I'd have an appointment at, uh, at uh, John Smith's house, okay? Right. Don't, uh, another, another little advice. Uh, you sign that customer up. Don't wait to start asking for referrals. Everybody's waiting. What are you waiting for? Yeah. All right? Hey, John, who lives to your left? Who lives to your right? Who lives across the street? Who lives right behind you back there? Could, could you introduce me, please? Yeah. Yeah, just go for it. I turn one appointment into at least four. It's called low-lying fruit, and it's right there in front of your face. Mm. 
And if you don't get it, shame on you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Somebody, uh, somebody, uh, we've all had, we've all run out as contractors to appointments. We've had a no show. Well, <laughs> my business, when the, when the houses are like this far apart, that storm's hit all of them. I'm like, oh, that guy's garage door's open. Yeah. Next thing you know. I had an appointment with Bob. Yeah. I'm here because of the storm damage. Can you look at my house? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Wow. Nice, dude. And then you do the same thing. Bob, who lives here? Who lives there? Spread like, I hate to use this, but spread like cancer. Mm. <laughs> and do it quietly when you do it small. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that's super great tactic. I know uh, roofers and, like you said, siding and roofers and insurance uh restoration companies dude that's that's huge for them you know that's that's the name of the game and what's that book that you said one more time sun shoe art of war sun shoe art of war okay it's a great book to read that and uh uh the 48 laws of power by thomas green I just got that one i just got that one the other day and someone recommended it to me i was like oh i'm excited to get into that so yes that, that's a good one huh they have them on YouTube. Uh, you can uh, do the audio. But, yeah, uh, Sun Chu, it's, a, it's a, actually a military journal written uh, in the Ming Dynasty. And it's required reading uh, for most MBA classes in the country and has been for quite some time because you can take these tactics and you, you apply them to business. What? Dude, it's amazing. Are you serious? Yes, sir. Dang, I'm definitely reading Sun Chu or War. Shoot. It is an amazing book. Wow. Thank you for that. That's huge. I'm, I'm big on uh, learning. Uh, oh, man. I'm, I'm going through extreme ownership right now from Jocko Willink. I don't know if you've heard of that guy, but okay. he's a Navy SEAL. And, dude, I love how they take these uh, war tactics and translate them into business. And it, it really makes you think the way that you need to lead and operate a business is it's, uh, you know, in so many ways similar to war tactics. With this. Yeah, special forces guys. It's here first. Mm. It's it's not here. It's mm. here, and they're uh, uh, those guys are are mentally tougher than a nail in a coffin. You can't break them, um, and uh, they keep moving forward against just stuff that you would think is just insurmountable. Mm. These guys find a way to do it, mm. and as a business owner, your mindset, in my opinion should should mimic that 100%. I'm going this way. Yep. No matter what. No matter what. <laughs> huge. Mm-hmm. Wow. So awesome, awesome, huge value. I love that tactic that you shared with us. And last question is, how has God played a role in your life and in your business? Well, I mean, I grew up uh, going to the local church here in Abandon, Virginia. Uh, uh, I was an acrylite. Oh, that was cool. I got to hold the candles and stuff, you know. <laughs> nice. um, I went to a military school in Virginia called Fork Union. Um, and it was actually a, uh, a Baptist school with military and we had religion. Um, mm. And I really, really kind of, once I got out of all that, kind of took the whole religion thing, you know. And I'm fumbling through life, you know, getting odd jobs here and there. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I was working for Sarasota Beach Service mm. uh, down in uh, Longboat Key, Florida. And the guy's name was Eric Sylvester, and he was this guy at church all the time. 
Uh, he was a standout athlete. Um, Panama City football, you know, back in the in the late 80s, um, they always had a tough squad, you know, and he, he looked the part. I mean, the guy kind of reminded me of Mike Allstott, you know. You know? Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, and he, uh, he reminded me that you could be uh, a businessman, a very good one, a very ethical one, and a God-fearing person all at the same time. And uh, I can tell you this, people have to remember, um, it ain't all sunshines and rainbows out there, you know? And uh, as we grew, with, we, we grew, then we had an explosion of growth, then we grew some more. And then we had a major setback. Uh, I literally woke up one day. We had uh, on the books initially. It was it was about a million dollar business partner problem that embezzled a million dollars from us guys. And um, and in my business, in the insurance restoration business, like let's say it's a ten thousand dollar job, they send five thousand of the ten thousand up front. You do all the work. And then they send you the rest, you know, once you've uh, satisfied them that, yeah, the work was actually done. Yeah. So when you take away that first check, you're doing, uh, and a lot of them, uh, about, we had to complete 37 jobs that were going to be initially profitable at a loss. Um, so this thing ended up costing us uh, uh, about $1.5 million dollars. Um, and it was a death sentence and, you know, at that point I'm going, Oh my God, this is over. I'm, I'm screwed. Yeah. You know, I just bought this house, you know, I'm, I'm like, ah, what are we going to do? Um, and that's when somebody reminded me, said, but how do you eat an elephant? And, uh, the answer to that is one bite at a time. And man, uh, I prayed and prayed and prayed and immediately, um, I, I started to feel less pressure mm. here by tight, mm. you know, I mean, super stressed right, right. and we knocked it down one point, one part at a time. And, um, it, it, initially I'm thinking, you know, how, oh man, you know, why would, why, you know, why is this happening to me? Oh, woe is me tears in my beer. Mm. You know the whole thing. Yeah. Then it then all of a sudden I'm like still praying and I'm like, you know, show me the answer. And uh it was like somebody tapping on the shoulder. Hey dummy, if you need more money, do bigger work. Mm. Oh <laughs> well of course. So we started doing bigger work. And uh that led into uh the call from uh from Mulheim. Uh, the third largest uh, roofing material manufacturer in the world. And uh, that led into a $17 million claim and never give up. And uh, always, always, uh, uh, Denzel Washington has a bunch of, uh, I think we were talking yeah, about that I before. Love, yeah, that uh, listen to that, that guy awesome. when he talks about getting on your knees Ooh. and praying and, and do the right thing, guys. Get to... Uh, uh, get on up to as high as you can go um, and turn around and grab somebody and bring them with you. That's that's the whole thing. And that's, 
that uh, get into things for the right reason. And, and uh, I can tell you this much uh, from experience. This, uh, if you get into this thing just to make money, whatever, I don't care what business you're in. Selling apples or selling roofs or selling windows, selling homes, you know, to build, you know. You get into it just to make money. Guys, you're just another piker chasing a yep. buck. Go out there to be the very best apple seller, home builder, roofer, insurance restoration contractor, whatever it is, tile man, painter, whatever it is, be the best. And uh, uh, when you chase money, you kind of forget about other things that are important, like religion, like your family, like your personal time. Um, and people become so consumed with money, 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 money. Right. It's it's an important factor in life because we need it to live. Right. But it's just a tool. Uh, at the same time, that's your sole purpose. Uh, you're missing the point, son. Mm. I'm sorry, you're missing the point, and you're doing it wrong. Right, right. Wow, that's huge. And it sounds like you know you you leaned on your faith in that moment, and God pulled you through that, and. Um, 100% when you flip the script and you make it about service and doing good work and living into the path that God has for you into the vision that God has for you and not making it about all about money people can sense that it's funny we're actually built to be more receptive to that anyway so it, you're going to be better off in life just not making it all about money and yes it's a tool and yes you need to you know fill your cup in order to but you need to well, you need to fill your cup in order to bless others. So that's why money is necessary. It just happens to be a tool in this world. So wow, that's that is huge, mm -hmm. man. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Um, I think that your story ha is going to inspire a lot of people to think bigger, to stay on the path that God has for them. Not chase the money, to chase being the best, chase their craft, focus on that, and you know. Focusing on those things and being disciplined in that way is going to help you get that much farther in your business. I mean, I I would I could say almost it's not even an if it's a hundred percent. It's not even a question. If you employ these things in your business, you're going to get farther than you you're getting right now. So, man, I, I can promise you that uh, uh, it's all about mindset and your faith. I mean, it doesn't. Uh, one last thing, I mean, when I started off, I had $2,000 to my name and a 585 credit score. Four years later, we're doing over $20 million a year. Wow. It can wow. be done. Wow. It can be 20 done. $20 million a year. That's crazy, dude. Some people are like, man, I can't, I haven't even gotten to, I can't even get to seven figures, you know? I can't even hit my first million a year. So, you know, consistency faith, doing good work, not making about money, all those things. If you can be disciplined, boom, hit those things. Like most people can't, all you have to do is stay disciplined and you're better than most of everyone else. And then boom, you can start building that reputation, yep. right? That's right. Um, huge. Well, Jay, thank so you so much is. for your time. I know you're a busy guy and I really respect your time, value your time, appreciate you so much. Uh, thank you for being here. Where can people find you? Hopefully soon, Longboat Key, uh, fishing. But uh, <laughs> um, you can find us on, on the web, uh, uh, LMC, uh, uh, 
exteriors.com. Uh, there's LMC, uh, general construction, uh, general contractors.com. And, uh, uh, if you need our help, you call me, uh, directly. You can find me on Facebook, Jason Elmer. I'm the devastatingly handsome guy, you know, on the profile sure. picture. That's me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just kidding guys, but no, absolutely. Or Brandon knows how to get a hold of me. And if you guys need help, call me. Dude, I'm here. Thank you so much for all the value. Thank you for your time. Any Christian contractors listening in that want me to connect you with Jay, just hit me up and I'm, I'll be happy to do so. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Christian Contractor Podcast. I am Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs. If you're a Christian contractor that wants to scale to seven and even eight figures and beyond in a way that honors God, apply to work with us at contractorscalingchallenge.com forward slash apply hyphen now. Check it out. It's free to see if you qualify for the partnership program. I guarantee you'll get a ton of value from the content in the application process. Remember, marketing doesn't have to be hard. All you need is the right tools and the right heart to serve. Till next time, stay blessed. Jay, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Bye now. Thank you, Christian Contractor family, for hanging out with us today. Let's get out there, do great work, and make a positive impact. If you want to connect with Brandon, head to Instagram and follow him at BG44. Let's change not only your life, but the world around you.